1: Damn these Biloxi Blues, it happens every night Every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine no the summer heat never treats me kind it leaves trouble on my mind So I'm been farewell putting in my notice and I'll see you at another time Sigh. this highway does not know my name and I don't care no
2: nope. I don't Roger right to the hook right here. Just a
1: white line tipsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Low
2: budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill in beautiful southern middle Tennessee and go damn big orange. Y'all going to be ready for football season to be over with because we're having fun again. We're having fun again as Tennessee fans, and by God, if you and I got some, I got some some good buddies out there: Justin Lear, John Hunter, whole Bill Taylor, some of those Kentucky faithful, just just like to run their yaps about that Kentucky-Tennessee football rivalry since pieces of garbage like Butch Jones, Jeremy Pruitt led us into the dregs of football society, but Rocky Top's back. Rocky Top's back. A lot like you boys in blue have been have been the basketball gods for a long time. Y'all understand what that basketball life's about. Last night, I'm recording this on Sunday. This is the podcast for Halloween, Monday, October 31st. But I'm recording this on Sunday. But what y'all got Saturday night was what SEC football is supposed to look and feel like, this ain't Kroger Field. Come on now. Had to had uh, had to get that in there this morning. Just just uh, give them a hard time, but uh, I really did think going in the game that Kentucky would play Tennessee a little tougher than they did. But here we are, Georgia up next, and who I don't know, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I think if our D shows up halfway decent. And uh, and and we can we can score on that number one offense in the country. I, th- I think things could get interesting. They could also beat us by fifty. I'm, you not here for my sports takes? I know that. <laughs> oh me! So I got I got a good one for you. I got a good one for you. I'm gonna kick off the show. I got to brag about my boys in uh, in black and orange this week. I had to do that first, but uh, I got a good one. I posted this on my Instagram story this week. If you don't follow me on there, you you missed this. This opportunity to uh, kind of have a look into the idiocy that uh, comes with being Luke Duncan, and and y'all know that, that you, all you low lifers that listen week in week out. But I'm gonna open with this this week. This is this is a this is gonna be a, a fun episode. It's gonna be a uh, just I'm just here. There's no guest this week, and uh, and we're gonna talk. But but this is uh, this was Wednesday. I guess it was Wednesday. Yeah, it was Wednesday morning. No, Thursday morning, excuse me. Thursday morning, and I've got a lot going on. We're going to get to that. Got a lot going on in life. Mostly good. Mostly all good. But just just this brain of mine, y'all know, you keep up with me at all. Like, I'm all over the place, man. I'm a scatterbrain, and, and it just never t- turns off. And this week, I haven't been sleeping real good. It's a lot on my mind, things. And uh, I woke up Thursday morning at like 2.30. Could not go back to bed couldn't fall back to sleep, laid there, uh, toss and turn, you know how you do, staring at the ceiling, just thinking about stuff, thinking about stuff, thinking about all kinds of stuff. And I got up, I got up and uh, went to the kitchen and was like cleaning the kitchen. I was like, what can I do to help out the triple threat? What can I do? You know, and I'm like in the kitchen and I'm like, Hanging out in there. And then I came out to the bar and grill, did some stuff out here, did some TH work on the computer, just, just whatever I could find, just for a little bit there. And then and then I decide, you know what? I'm going to go to, go to town, and I'm going to go get stuff to cook breakfast for the family. And it's 3.45 in the morning. What's open 24 hours a day? Where am I basically an employee at now? Because I check myself out all the time there because they don't have the three lanes open because, you know, we work there and give them our money. It's bizarre. Walmart, right? Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, Walmart. So I'm like, I'm, I'm going to roll up to Walmart. Get some, get some bacon. Get some eggs. I'm going to make some chocolate gravy. Maybe potentially some pancakes. The kids are going to get up and be excited. I was feeling like the dad of the century. So I'm driving to town. I had to put me on a beanie. A little cold out. Got some sweatpants on, sweatshirt. Look like I'm either going to gym or possibly going to rob somebody. But I, I roll out and I pull up at Walmart before 4 a.m. And there's several cars there. Parking lot's well lit, and uh, I don't see anybody go in or out. But it's it's yeah, you know, it's four in the morning. Most people's either in bed, on the way to work coming back from work, you know, whatever. So I walk up to the door and it doesn't automatically open, but there's a gap. And so I just went through that gap, went in the store, got me a buggy. Look over at that self-checkout that I've gotten pretty good at. You know, I might miss a few items here and there, but that's, that's on them. That's on them. They, they, I missed all the trainings, and then they just said, hey, you got to be a cashier now. So, I don't know what they lose in there today, but that ain't my fault. Anyways, neither here nor there. But the green lights were on. You know what I'm talking about. Little green lights were on. Self-checkout was open. We're Gucci. So, I go pushing my buggy in. I see this dude on the cleaning little floor sweeper cleaner. Comes riding by me. Looks at me. Oh, what's up, man? I walk by. The frozen food section, I look down there, and there's somebody putting some stuff in the freezers, and he looks at me. Hey, man. Doesn't speak. Well, I make it all the way to the middle of the groceries, and I'm on the pancake aisle, and I pancake mix and stuff, you know, and i I put putting some in the buggy, and I'm looking, I'm reading, and I'm like, okay, what am I going to need to do this? Because I'm trying to do all this on the fly. We didn't have anything. And I wanted the family to wake up to this real nice breakfast. And I'm just sorting through all of it. And then, uh, and then just like a couple more people walk by the ends of the aisles wearing blue Walmart vests. And they kind of look at me funny. They just keep going because it's Walmart, I guess. And they just, whatever. And uh, nobody speaks to me. And I just, I'm like, man, I hadn't seen a single, there's not one person in here shopping. Not one. Not, not anywhere. And so I kind of, get out my phone I'm like damn. so I google the Walmart hours there in Lawrenceburg Tennessee and it says and I'm standing in the middle of the store it's a little after four at this point and it says opens at six <laughs> so when I tell you the feeling of oh god oh no oh no oh no of I didn't know I didn't know how to feel really you know I was like embarrassed and thinking, I'm fixing to go to jail. I've broken into Walmart. What? And so I just left my buggy. Stuff in it, hands off of it, backed out slowly. Go out to the uh, the way I came in, and I'm on my way out, and there's two ladies hanging up clothes. They turn around look at me. Nobody says anything. Well, I get back to the door,
1: and someone has shut it.
2: But there's enough of a gap that I can get these fat freaking fingers into it. I gave her all she had, and I shot out that sucker. I fled to the vehicle, got in it, squealed tires leaving, totally looked suspicious, drove 80 miles an hour all the way back to the low-budget live barn grill, and just laughed. <laughs> but I posted that on Instagram. I was like, hey, in case any of y'all were wondering, uh, Walmart's it's not open 24 hours a day now. So this week, a lot of things, and I'm going to get to more things that happened this week, but that was the first thing that happened this week. And, uh, or one of, one of the biggest things that happened this week is I am, uh, I broke into Walmart. Follow me for more criminal tips, more criminal tips. All right. Got it. Uh, I had to share that with y'all. Because uh, my kids, they they took it to school, told all their buddies. I'm probably still going to get, like, security footage released at some point. I didn't take anything. So, technically, I was just in there, just like a weirdo walking around. But it's a weird feeling. That also would be the perfect time to go shopping at Walmart because there's nobody in there. You're having to dodge meth heads. It's a good time. It's a good time. I would recommend it. Legally, of course. All right, i got to thank these sponsors of this program here that make this all possible weekend. And now let's start with some StarTron, kicking ethanol in the teeth. Ethanol is a gigantic issue for your outboard engine, for your vehicle, for your side-by-side, your weed eater, your chainsaw. StarTron kicks it in the teeth. Enzyme-powered fuel treatment is going to get it right out of your way nothing ruins a great day on the water like an outboard engine that doesn't run and that can happen when you let that boat sit in the shop this time of year you're out there hunting you're doing honeydews, you building little scarecrow displays in your yard i know i live with the triple threat i know all about this you got some moms out there you're not fishing then in your spare time you're getting to go hunting for like an hour when they allow you to i understand you better put some Startron in your tank before that boat sits there For for long at all, they say two weeks. I say, if you if you're gonna let it sit with gas in it, got that bad gas. You're gonna let it sit there for a few days. You better put some Startron in the tank. Startron bringing you LBL for five years now, kicking ethanol in the teeth. Pro Guide batteries, Pro Guide batteries, absolutely blown away by the performance of these batteries. I'm running that 31 AGM crank battery powers up all my electronics including that Garmin Live Scope Runs those pumps all day long. Gets me back in. For sure, ran it all year last year. Same battery in the new Express this year as well. Running the lithium trolling motor batteries. Go check them out, ProGuideBatteries.com. Use code LBL10 to get yourself a break. Let them know you're a low lifer. Many of you are doing that, and I appreciate you for letting them know that you listen to Low Budget Live and you heard about ProGuide Batteries. I promise you, I've had battery issues for years and years and years, and, and since switching to ProGuide, I've had zero, and, and that is scouts honor. Y'all know I I, I will shoot you straight. ProGuide batteries. Baitworks.com, bait-works.com. Your new, new home on the interwebs for buying tackle online, Missouri-based Baitworks. Up in Springfield, if you're ever around, they got a brick-and-mortar store that's incredible. I don't know if code... Duncan-10 works in the store, but it's a beautiful facility. You should go see it sometime up there in Springfield. But you can get online, use that code, Duncan-10, to save yourself a little bit of cash. We got the LBL LOB jig coming soon. That LOB, very, very soon. They're pouring them already. But you can get uh, – they got the new Hibden Hammer jig out that they, they've developed with the Hibden family. Very cool jig. Won $100,000 just a couple weeks ago in the Big Bass Bash up on Lake of the Ozarks. Go check it out, baitworks.com, Duncan-10. We would like to thank the folks from Baitworks. Last but not least, hang the banner. The Bassmaster Classic winning, high-performance Express X21 Pro LE this year is what I'm running, but they got that X21 Pro as the flagship of the line. I mean, C-Deck bow to stern, 250 Yamaha show on the back. More storage than you can shake a stick at. You I, you can't fill it up. You can't. I've tried. I've tried to put too much crap in it. Mine will barely get off the trailer sometimes. I put so much crap in it, and there's still room for more. Express boats, Hot Springs, Arkansas, building excitement since 1966. I can assure you, you want to go take a ride in one if you're in the market for a new boat absolutely love my x21 more videos to come on the le very very soon all right thanks thanks to all of you all out there and all the sponsors of the show so I'm gonna start the show with with uh with a little bit of uh I've already started the show obviously with my Walmart story but this is uh this is something that uh I'm gonna share with you folks out there that is very important to me and uh my family and it's it's something that is uh life is is crazy how it works I'll, I'll start by saying that it's crazy how it works and uh and mine is certainly crazier than than I want it to be a lot of days and it's certainly uh surprising at times and and it's a roller coaster and, and everybody out there listening all of our lives are that way you just never know what's coming at you and. You guys know I, I've worked at TH Marine. A lot of people think it, it's, it's funny. Like when I left FLW, like, oh, he couldn't catch buyers, so he went and got a real job. Like you see just mom's basement comments like that. Uh, I was working at TH Marine. I started when I was 22 years old, I'm 39 now. So I've been there 17 years. I, I went to county school. I can do that math. But I've been there 17 years. Through ups and downs, we, we've seen all kind of change. We've, we've seen a lot of things, you know. Um, change of hands. We we are owned by a publicly traded company now. Lots of changes, but ultimately I've worked for the Huntley family uh, for many years, and uh, started with Bill Huntley, and his son Jeff Huntley hired me right out of college, gave me a kind of a, a quote internship long ago, and, and I was just a kid that liked to bass fish, and uh, they met me, Greg Bowie, who's uh, now the, the executive vice president of the company, he, he fished tournaments against me, and so did Mr. Bill. And they came to me, Two thousand, I was still in college, early 2000s, and I met them at the Bassmaster Classic and was talking to them in Charlotte, North Carolina, so I think maybe 2003, one talk one. I think it was 2003. And Bowie was like, Greg Bowie said, are uh, you going to do this forever, this fishing thing? And I was young. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this forever. And he's like, well, you let me know if you want a paying job where you can fish and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it insulted me. It insulted me. I was like, I'm going to do this forever. Full of piss and vinegar. You know, I've been wanting to do it since I was 12 years old. I was fishing the Bassmaster Opens with with marginal success. And that's what I was going to do. I was going to graduate college the next year or then a couple years there. And uh, maybe it's 2004. Sorry, I'm jumping around. But but anyways, it was at, a, at the Classic there in North Carolina this conversation and he's like, Well hands me his card, we'll call me when you get out of school. Nah, whatever. And uh and then the next next year I graduated it was two thousand five and and uh I decided to to give him a call and just see kind of what was out there when I graduated because uh you know my parents were like you gotta work <laughs> Like you can fish, you can do whatever you want to do, but you, you you better get a job. And I had worked odd and end jobs while I was doing the fishing thing too, tackle stores, whatever, the typical that you do when you're a kid and you're trying to figure it out and make it, and that's all you're obsessed with. And there's nothing then like it is now. There were no college anglers, there were no high school anglers. You know, I was just one of like five dudes in the country in that age range trying to pursue it. Like truly, I could, I could name all of them back then. And we, we all talked and we saw each other at shows and things. There weren't many there weren't many kids out there trying it then and fishing the opens and mixing it up. Now you have all these different layers. So you just didn't know. And you didn't have a path like, like a lot of kids do now. So I, I talked with them back and forth and, and we kind of got together, but then things kind of fell through. But, but in June of 2005, I went and interviewed with them and, and in August of two thousand five, I was hired under kind of a like I said, an internship situation. And I worked doing basically anything they wanted me to do. I, I hauled a display trailer around the United States. I got to see so much of this country. I was I was young, hungry, and uh and I just went, man. I just went and uh and I stopped fishing tournaments. I stopped fishing tournaments. Oddly enough, you know, you started a company like that, but I but I went to work and for years, and I was 05, and then, uh, you know, 08, 09, I started really playing music through some things, and and I really, I would fish for fun, but I was just all into to play music, and I was writing music all the time, but all, all while still, every day working at TH Marine, them putting up with all my craziness outside of th that i had going on in my in my dreams and ambitions and things and they never ever ever put their foot on me at all they just let me go whatever i wanted to do because i got my job done and then in uh you know 2013 around there they let me fish a couple flw's and then in 2015 offered me the opportunity to fish as a co-angler because they were sponsoring flw and that's kind of how i got back into pro fishing and, and a dream that I'd really just kind of left behind. And so getting that opportunity that I qualified to fish out of the front of the boat and uh, got the call. And, and so just went for it, man, went for it. And, and did that until 2019 when MLF bought them and I decided to leave. And in that year that that happened, I was also offered a job of national sales manager. In July that year at ICAST and and I made a video announcement some of you may remember it it's still on my YouTube channel I believe but back in in the fall of 19 I announced I was leaving FLW due to the direction things were headed and then this new opportunity I had and I was going to kind of roll it back but that I wasn't going anywhere content wise which I didn't and uh, added to the content significantly But I wasn't going anywhere in the fishing world but I was going to scale it back on the tournament side and and uh I did that job until December of 2019. It was right after my mom had passed. I lost my mom and my grandfather within a month of each other. Had the Jim Wilburn debacle in there, fighting, you know, lots of craziness and things. And my headspace was I could, I just didn't like the way things were heading in the job. I'll just put it that way. And I turned it down. I asked him in December of 2019 if I could. Just resume my regular role as a sales manager, a regional sales manager, assistant to the regional sales manager. For all you office fans, but a regional sales manager, and I just asked, "Hey, can I? Can I just have my old job back?" Basically, and I did that, and I did that, and uh, and I've done that until this point, and I'm happy to announce that this week that I was promoted. I was asked if I would want to be a part of this and kind of ride into the future with TH even more so than than I already was and I have been promoted to the vice president of sales at TH Marine Supplies and uh it's it's pretty damn cool man I can't lie it's uh you know you and, and what I meant when I started this this thing was uh you never know where life is heading that that's what I mean like as a 12 year old kid Marissa and I were talking about that this morning. As a 12-year-old kid, all I ever wanted was to wear a jersey, hold trophies. You know, I thought that was it. I thought that was where the dream went for me. And then it spun into getting to be a podcaster with a following that I just, I'm so appreciative of and getting to do Boats and Pros and getting to fish the FLW Tour and and, and getting to do all these things, but the foundation for those things, in my adult life anyways, was always T.H. Marine, always T.H. Marine, and, and it's been a mutually beneficial relationship between me and T.H. Marine. I brought a lot of my professional fishing relationships to them, close friendships to them that turned into business relationships for them and things, and and vice versa, but I've been very fortunate. A lot of the things I talk about on this show, I, I have learned through my experiences at TH Marine. A lot of my, you know, the thing that helps me with my own sponsors, I've learned through TH Marine. So I owe, I owe the Huntleys and I, I owe guys like Greg Bowie a great deal of gratitude in my life because I got five children, I got a beautiful wife, and uh, and we're very fortunate. We're blessed beyond words, and uh, and I'm grateful to those folks for every opportunity. That being said, this is not going anywhere. <laughs> I just, I don't want there to be an announcement or anything pop up and people see it and be like, holy crap, well, it's done. This is not going anywhere. I'm still going to work for NPFL. Still going to, uh, still going to be Luke. I'm still going to be Luke. I'm going to be a lot busier Luke. Don't get me wrong. And, uh, have my head in a lot, lot, uh, lot bigger conversations, I guess, than I do on a daily basis sometimes. But, uh. Very excited. And uh and it starts today, Monday, October 31st. As you listen to this, that's kind of the first day on this new job. And and it's uh it, it's something that man, it it when I got the call, the first call, Greg Bowie called and talked to me. And I I did, I got emotional. It's these folks, we've been through hell, man, at times. We've had family tragedies, we've had just, just what you do, y'all know that. You go through it with your coworkers. And we have always been like a family. And in the last few years, we've gotten bigger and new players have came in, things like that, and, and then with new ownership, which has been great, but you lose a little bit of that family luster. And when they called and asked me, they want to go back, they want it to be that family business again, man, and they want, it, they, they want the sales side in the hands of family. And uh, here we go. Here we go. So can't thank them enough for the opportunity. And let's, let's ride, let's ride. So I got, I had to, had to say that just kind of, uh, you know, it's a proud moment and y'all tune in and listen, and I'm not trying to brag or anything like that, but, uh, but certainly that's the, uh, that's what the future looks like right there. And what that will mean for my tournament fishing, you know, I'm signed up for the Alabama Bass Trail 100s again with little Trey swindle for next year. I don't know y'all know kind of how I feel in the open I just I don't I don't know I was thinking about kicking around fishing a single division the opens looking at Toyotas but with this coupled with some other things I don't know I don't know I may be content just to go on fishing trips and film them for y'all and uh with my kids and and everything else so we shall see but I appreciate all the support over the years on all my crazy endeavors from TH Marine and from and from y'all all right let's get into the sauce here Presented by the W-Sauce, America's Worcestershire sauce. You can't say it, so we just say the W-Sauce. Right there, it's tailgate season. It's coming up on turkey, turkey time, that Thanksgiving. Trust me when I tell you, I can't find anything that this is bad on at all. So you're going to want to pick up a bottle. Lots of retailers all around you. Check their website out. Get you some W sauce. You can get it on Amazon. Come on with it. The W Sauce. They got the Fire Shire. They got the new vegan Shire. But the sauce today is just gonna be me rambling. That's what this episode is. That is for Daggum Sure. All right. MPFL. NPFL. Come on. Last event, the finale. Yes, there's still bass fishing. I know we got the uh, Toyota Series Championships this week as well. But the MPFL finale this week, this week, set your clocks and calendars. Do it. Be there. We're going to be broadcasting there one more time, me and the big cat up in the studio in Appleton, Wisconsin, calling it all Friday and Saturday as the guys take on Toho, the Kissimmee Chain of Lakes out of Kissimmee, Florida. Our Angler of the Year race is super crazy competitive. Timmy Reams and Gary Atkins battling it out. I believe Gary is uh, – got to a tight spot now. He He's had a win and a second in the last two smallmouth events, but we're headed down. Timmy is an incredible grass angler. We've watched him for the last couple of seasons there uh, in the league, and this one's going to be wild to see it go down. Who's going to take on the AOI trophy? Who's going to hoist the last shield of the year? Who's going to win the golden shield for the progressive angler of the year? But not a lot of pro trails go to this area this time of year. They normally start the year there. So ending in the fall in Florida, we had Hurricane Ian, high water, lots of things going on. I think this event's going to be really freaking awesome to watch play out. So if you want to see one that I feel like won't be dominated by LiveScope, I see all y'all out there commenting I don't think this one will be. So tune in. I could be wrong. It could be totally dominated by Livescope, obviously. But tune in, man. I think this could be big weight schoolers. Who knows? Lots of things to see. But I think some biggins are going to get caught down there. Tune in Friday and Saturday. They're also announcing uh, the final event. We've got a big, uh, big announcement this week. Big surprise announcement this week on their roundtables. Check those out on Facebook. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to get back in that studio, get mic'd up, get in there with the big cat, and watch it all go down. So be sure to tune in. I appreciate you all for doing that. All right, here we go. Here we go, baby. Here we go. All right, I've been tagged, 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 you're it, over and over and over on this situation, on this MLF MLF BPT news. So, changing the format, changing the format. I mentioned it. There's there's been word of that going on, and it happened. They're changing it. You know, we saw several of their anglers posting polls. We saw them post a poll, and they're changing to five fish. The every fish counts. Every fish doesn't count. You you can't. They 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 broke they broke everybody's hearts with that. Uh, so there are a lot of fish getting left out of this, you know, ever before they were a very inclusive organization with every fish, and now, and now every fish doesn't, doesn't matter to them, so, um, I don't know what the fish are gonna have to say about that, to be honest. Five fish, who would have thought it, right, like a five fish limit, like what, what, this is pretty creative, right, <laughs> uh, it's weird, it's weird, I think that, I said this before. People want to know my thoughts. Here, are my here here are my thoughts. Um, I think if this is an effort to win over people that don't like what you do, there's a strong potential. It's still not going to work. It's still not going to work. What I've seen in the comments, which are super negative. There are a lot of just damn – I mean, the Bass Fishing world's hilarious with that uh, from a fan standpoint. Lots of negative comments. But you've got – they do have a following. They do have a core base of people that love that every – and I do worry that you endanger that with this change. And I feel like the people that are staunch, like, screw them. I'm never watching. They ruined the sport when they the split happened. Like, I see the comments. I haven't watched – haven't watched fishing since the BPT elite series split. I see those, whether they're true or just people running around. I don't know, but I do see them. I do see them. And will you win those people back over with five fish? I've said, like, if they're blasting 30-pound stringers, people are probably going to peek through the blinds, right? i got people watch this show every week that can't stand me, but they got to watch. So I hope – that they don't run off their core fan base with five fish. Because you do see a lot of people say, man, five fish is boring. Five fish is boring. It's it's a boring it's a boring format. I don't like watching bass anymore. I've loved the cut line drama with the every fish count. And I get it. I've said that. It's one of the things they do the best. Like when Bobby won Red Crest and you had it going crazy there at the end and every fish does. Like that is, those moments, that's what that whole thing was designed around. But you don't have that all the time, I guess. Uh, but for me, if you were going to five, it, it you need something on that fan end, and I've seen people comment this. Well, I've been to Bassmaster weigh-ins, and I, I had a comment last week that said something like, there were only like 10 or 12 people there. That's not true. There's 10 or 12 people there freaking working. There's more than that, I'll assure you. Like, I, I I don't, you know, uh, fan interaction and activations are certainly probably less now in this online world, I guess. Than they ever have been and with Bass Live and MLF Live, MPFL Live. Like you know the story. So maybe, maybe that does hurt the interaction at all the events across the board now. But I've still been at the Bassmaster Classic and seen what that arena does on Saturday and Sunday, and it's wild. So you can't tell me that the weigh-ins, uh, even though I've got criticisms on weigh-ins, like they're too long, they you know, they bore me half the time. Like the weigh-in's the worst part a lot of times, for real, uh, in the sport of fishing. I get it, but it's still where you have that moment that people can watch and be a part of. And with the MLF format, the moment happens on the boat and everybody knows it. So I don't know. I think that it's like I said, I think I said it during the Watson episode. If you're throwing your guns out the window, because they've stuck to their guns right or wrong for four seasons, right? 19, 20, 21, and 22. Four seasons they've stuck to their guns. And now you're kind of throwing those guns out the window, going back to the format that you left, that the organization was so terrible you left it to start this new world order. And now you're going back to the five fish thing, but you're still catch, weigh, and release. But you got rid of all your officials who were vetted. And I read an article, Randall Tharp posted a really cool blog on his website, randytharp.com. Talking about boat officials and and how those guys were workers they didn't get paid anything but uh, reimbursed for full fuel uh, food hotels whatnot but they were vetted they were interviewed they went through extensive training programs and and like Randall some of the cool things he said in his article they get yelled at you know by a pissed off angler they they put up with weather um, lots of things but they're always there and and, and they got rid of them and so now, I guess they're going to go to kind of like Marshalls, which Bass does too in that Texas Toyota Fest. But I always have a, a weird thing about that because weighing them in the boat with people that aren't because these guys were at every single event. I actually had a had a guy reach out to me that were main nameless. That was a boat official, and he's very upset. He's like, "Man, I loved this, and now we we're, we're just basically got told you know we're gone or whatever." And now I guess they're going to ask people to do it for free. I, I, I guess uh, how how that's going to work, but I don't have all the details on that. But I do know this is going on. There's several of, officials that are upset that are talking about it. And then Randall Tharp's article, um, you know, does it hurt the integrity of the weights in the boat? You know, you get a guy fanboying out over X, Y, or Z angler. I, I don't know. I've thought that about bat the the one time a year they do it, and it's and it goes towards. Angler of the Year, and it goes towards somebody winning hundred grand or getting a classic spot at that one Texas Toyota Fest, and it's just dudes that show up that are fans of the sport that give a week of their time to hold scales for pros that are intimidating. Most of them are fans, obviously, or they wouldn't be there, and I I just think that's a really, really – and I'm not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill here, but I I think that's a very overlooked part of this entire scenario – that's kind of getting pushed to the side with the excitement of, hey, we're going to five fish, and we're changing the format again. So I, I think that's a legitimate concern. The other concern the guy, they got anglers leaving again, and there's some big names leaving, including redcrest champ Bobby Lane. And, man, I just – and I, I've heard lots of, lots of things between, like, the cheating allegations and, and the cheating cover-up thing this year and some different things. Like, guys are just pissed off with a lot of it. With a lot of it. Um, and and to quote Randall Tharp, going back to that article, I want to get this right, so I'm going to pull it back up here. But he says, we've been through a lot in four years, and a large majority of boat officials have been here since day one. So think about that. We have endured the heat as well as Arctic cold, rain, snow. You cannot possibly go through that emotion, emotional roller coaster with someone in your boat without making some type of connection. The officials are as different as the anglers. And he says the most common answer for why these guys do it, I love fishing and believe in catch weight and release. And that's very that's 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 very cool. And and Randall goes on to think he believes catch weight release is the future of the sport regardless of how many fish you score. I feel he says I feel it is the most positive thing about the Bass Pro Tour. In my opinion, there are no bigger fans of Major League Fishing and the Anglers than than the anglers uh, no bigger fans of major league fishing and the anglers that choose to compete here than the boat officials have been in our boats for the last four years. These boat officials are the foundation to build into something bigger. Uh, so they are you know, to go back to my fan statement, they're obviously fans of what's going on too but I, I do think that they those guys seem you know they're they're serious they I, I don't know. I don't know I just think that that is something that could certainly, lead to a lot of questions a lot of times when you just got a marshal in the boat that just shows up. That's not a guy that kind of travels with your circus, right? So I think that part of it's going to be interesting, but, but to lose anglers and look, Bobby Lane is a freaking five fish dude. You know, uh, some of the other names I keep hearing are five fish guy. They're leaving leave it most likely going to the opens. You know, I've seen Zach birds teasing an announcement this week. I haven't talked to Zach, you know, I know Zach's my dude, but I hadn't talked to Zach to ask him what his big announcement is, probably because he doesn't want me running my mouth about it. But so many comments like, go to the Opens, go to the Opens, go to the Opens, get out of BPT. It's amazing how this loud audience of folks that that's against it, man, they they speak out. Like you can see it in the comments, read it in the comments. And I just hope that this, I feel, is a last-ditch last effort to try to bring people to the sport after four years of being like, we're major league and you can't say anything about us. So we're going to get upset and you we're going to do what we want to do. And then, Oh, Hey guys, we're going back to the same limits that everybody's known for years. And we're changing our daily format. Again, the guy that wins there, the, the rounds of 40 doesn't go to the to the final day now he goes to the knockout round and the knockout round weights carry over they're gonna zero out and then they carry over into the final day which I don't hate I think that's cool it, it does make it like two different tournaments but it's kind of cool um and I'm gonna watch it and and I want to say kind of with a, a cherry on top here is I do not in any way want this to fail I've got dear friends involved in this mess. It is – there are so many top-name guys that hedge their bets on this, and the brass at BPT owes them better than what they've given them for four years. Which is, guys, we've got it. We've got it. Don't worry about it. We've got it. Everything's fine. And then constant change, constant change, constant change. The only thing that stays the same in this organization – for four years is that change and the arrogance. Other than that, other than that, like it, it's uh, it's the only two constants. And uh, and the arrogance, not with the anglers, the arrogance comes from the top. But I think that, uh, I think when you make this switch to the five fish, you are certainly showing your hand that things might not be doing well. Now I know there'll be comments and I know there'll be, oh, it's, it's going fine. It's going fine. Well, if it's going fine, why are you losing anglers? Why'd you cut the pro circuit back? Why are all these changes going on why do you charge entry fees to the BFL regionals now? why are all these things happening that are definite money grabs if everything's okay? It's not it's just true it's just I mean I'm sorry and uh, and I hope with all the hope I got for this industry for these pros for tournament fishing because now you bought FLW which I had a problem with in 2019 and you've and you've muddied it up but I hope for the future, of the sport of bass fishing, that that league exists because it needs to, just like the MPFL needs to exist, just like bass needs to exist. We need these things. I I talked to someone from Bass about MPFL this week, and they're like, we need it. It needs to be out there. MLF needs to exist at the BPT level to keep the Elite Series and Bassmaster in check. Because if there's nothing else, look, you don't think that the, that the damn PGA Tours, I'm to look over their shoulder, live golf now, just a little bit, losing anglers, paying more money, regardless of their ties to Saudi, Ulma, whatever, whatever your thoughts are on that's the exact same situation. But you don't think that that's holding the PGA Tour in check more than it was before it existed? I'll promise you there were issues these guys had with Bass, or they wouldn't all have left. I don't know all the issues. But but then you, you cut off your nose to spite your face, you know, kind of deal, and you leave and you go, and then the water starts to smell like pee, <laughs> like a kiddie pool. And you're like, oh, hell,
1: did you do that? Did you do that? Who, what? Boy, was that you? Boy, did you piss in the pool? Hang on, this Kool-Aid does not taste like cherry. Hang on a second.
2: Like, it, it's weird. And even the devout guys – that are very, 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 very loyal to this organization that I know are very, very, very upset about a lot of things right now. So they got to get this thing. They got to find the tracks and then they got to get back on the tracks because I don't know. You, you, the core fan base that does love what you do. You just shot them a bird. Now you shot all the bird. You shot everybody a bird that was already against you by going back to five. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I would I'm definitely gonna get some guys on. I, I would love to have the wheelers of the world, Justin Lucas's that I know, you know, they're not going anywhere. Love to have them on and ask them what they think about the changes very soon. Definitely gonna try to do that. I was supposed to be with Brandon Coulter, James Watson, Fred Rimbanis, Jared Littner, and John Murray this week at a media event and this TH thing happened, and I had to call Brandon and, and cancel. And and so I was gonna be with those guys and we were gonna record podcasts. And was around and I told I teased that last week, but Unfortunately, that didn't happen, but I'm going to try to get those guys on as well so we can chew the fat on some of this stuff. But it's, it's damn sure interesting at the least. And I think that uh, – I, I think the team series deal they got going is really – I think it's a cool idea. It will be Every Fish Counts, the cup events, which I don't know that they have. I thought it was just the team. But anyways, uh, it, it's, it's interesting to say the very least, and, and maybe my spin on it's different than people thought it would be. I, I don't know. I don't I don't, I don't. don't hate the format change at all, but I didn't have a problem with the Everfish Counts format either. This will be real, more relatable to old-school tournament guys, but at the same time, old-school tournament guys that I know hate what they do and hate their guts a lot of times and, and, and are visceral about it. So I don't know that you're just going to Red Rover, Red Rover, Jimmy from Facebook, come back over. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, it's almost, you know, it's crazy. It's three years, almost three years to the day since all that happened where I did a podcast about them buying FLW and it was just broke their little hearts that I said, you know, had negative things to say. So many of those guys, anglers included, just oh, okay,
1: I just, oh
2: man, did you hear what Luke said? I just can't believe he said that about us. And then Basically, this is not a gigantic, I told you so, but it's kind of uh, in a week where things are, you know, uh, I'm not going to say going good uh, for me, but uh, uh, yeah, what the hell? I told you so. I told you so. (laughs) And if you get your head out of your ass, and uh, and, and my biggest thing is had they made this switch and just did regular five fish tournaments in the Bass Pro Tour, with weigh-ins, this would have been a completely different deal. I've said that in the last couple episodes, but they just can't get out of their own way. They are bass fishing. Just ask them. So, I, I don't know. I hate it. I hate it just for the turmoil that it could cause for a lot of the anglers. I know there are buddies of mine that are fired up about the change in format. It's it's gonna it's gonna change things, but I also read those comments. This is something else I wanted to address. Is uh, I see people like, well, Wheeler's done for, and Connell, and I've said he plays Alton Jones Jr. during that interview. We talked about would Wheeler be as dominant in the five fish like if it was bass because he plays the game very well of Major League Fish and Every Fish Counts, but he also catches big ones, too. So, I, he, maybe he doesn't make as many top tens, but I, I'll believe it when I see it. It's the same with Connell. Like, dude, he wins at Mille Lacs. Like, he's catching steady four-pound smallmouth. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's not like he's catching one pound. And, and you see those comments, they're just one it to death. Like, really did away with all that one pounder stuff with the new minimums like that changed really after year one. So that went out there and, and, and you can tell how far disconnected people are. And they just want to comment to be negative in the comments about this change because they haven't been weighing in like since table rock, the little one pounders beating everybody to death kind of thing. People were upset about that. And I get it, but you know, it takes skill to catch a hundred freaking pounds in a day, even if it's a hundred bass, uh, but I, I think there there will be some guys that you'll start to see resurface from this that have kind of been kicked down there that that might not be as good at that format. And this will definitely bring some dudes out of the woodwork over there. So I know there are people that are pumped about it for damn sure. I'm pumped. I'm ready. I'm ready to see them mix it up, especially on some of those lakes they're going to next year. Man, it's they got a great schedule. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a good time. It's the when everything kind of shakes out though. I'm looking forward to seeing the roster to see it finalized. They're getting some great new anglers. Look, you got a guy – I was thinking about this, you know, uh, John Hunter. I got to get John on the phone here uh, here in the next couple of weeks. John's going over there. He was on the bubble to qualify for the elites, but this five fish thing, I think John will do well over there. Nick LeBrun James. Nick is one of the hottest anglers in America. Narrowly missed qualifying for the elite series in the Central Opens, but he made BPT. He's going to fish BPT. You got a lot of guys that qualified – that are going to go over there and uh, and give them hell. I mean, they just are. So I, I think it's, it's going to be, you know, another group of talented anglers mixed with a lot of talented anglers that are already there, even though you're leaving some. Then that other storyline that's going to kind of come out of all this is watching these dudes, if their choice is to leave and go tie it up in the opens, whoo, boy, we know what a gauntlet that is. So do they get back in a year? Does it take, you know what I mean? Do we get, do they, do you got some classic champs that slide back in on a Legends exemption? There's some talk about that. I don't know. Very, very, very crazy times yet again with Major League Fishing as a whole and the industry really. So we shall see how it shakes out. Y'all let me know in the comments what you think about it. I appreciate y'all enduring my uh, my babbling this week, and my uh, I guess it could be considered bragging, but I, I am very proud with what's going on at TH Marine and uh, and and to be more heavily involved in that organization. And uh, TH Marine, we got you covered. Transom Petrola Motor, they're not an official sponsor of the show. They never have been. So I'm going to have to change that too. I'm going to have to write myself a new contract. I'm not over-marketing. So can't do that, but uh, but um, they've kind of always sponsored me. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They sponsor. They sponsoring a the triple threat. That's for sure. They sponsoring these kids around here, paying them bills, paying that mortgage. All right, y'all. Appreciate you listening this week. Uh, this week, MPFL. Don't forget. And uh, trying to work it out to film some boats and pros. Got the green light on it. Just got to get them done. I know many of y'all ask about that a lot. We're trying to, uh, trying to get that figured out between now and the end of the year. I promise you. It just seems like life just gets busier and busier and busier. I'm grateful for every single second of it, though. Uh, I can sleep when I'm dead, um, but I can't break into Walmarts when I'm dead. Going to take you out with some Biloxi Blues, I'll see y'all next week.
1: The Civil War Ghosts, well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens in rest This highway, that does not know my name got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Hey, hey.
0: You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a white tail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, No matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.